Recovering from uh, first day of school, uh, going going back here in Virginia. So um, it is just me for now. We'll probably be joined by a wild thing or a front man here in a little bit. Uh, but we have all we need right here, guys. It is Cody and Eddie back once again as we make the final push here to this weekend's uncivil war. And I've got to ask you guys, how how are you guys doing? Oh man, uh, I'm not holding up too well myself. Uh, I, I've, I'm, uh, you know, stress levels are up, and uh, you know, the show looks to be pretty solid. But uh, as far as like me and Eddie's mental state, uh, it's not really, uh, not really great. No, we could be better. <laughs> we could definitely be better. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, well. Um... I have to ask because things are starting to kind of slowly, you know, kind of reverse from the, from where we were about two months ago, as far as, as far as COVID in America. Um, how much does that take a toll on just even your day to day? One wondering if the next day there won't be a show. I, I think for us here, man, like, uh, I know things are a little different in Virginia, but mm-hmm. Tennessee is pretty, uh, you know, pretty lenient on all that stuff. Uh, now, the way that I feel it affects us uh, is more so in like an individual basis. So, you know, while, you know, say we draw a crowd of 300 people on average, uh, you know, half that crowd may be a little more skeptical about attending events uh, given the current climate of things um so i think it affects us in that way um but like you know me and eddie have talked about it a little bit and uh you know the mayor in knox county is is glenn jacobs kane and he has pretty much said like you know he's not shutting stuff back down uh things are going to stay open so i'm not so worried i talked to and she said, you know, as long as we wanted to run events and the local government would allow us to run events, then we're good to go. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm really hopeful that things will kind of take a turn here soon, um, even though it, it, it doesn't seem great right now. But um, that's just kind of where we're at. But Eddie may have a different perspective than I do. He he works in a different field and stuff. So, yeah, I recently had to go back to wearing masks at my at my job. Uh, I am vaccinated um but i've talked to a lot of people at my work who are not vaccinated so um we actually had an instance where uh my job currently is i go from uh different walgreens stores and i stock i'm a traveling stock person um i know at one of our locations we had a pharmacy tech uh actually catch covid 
uh, but she was unvaccinated. So, I mean, uh, I know there's a lot of um, stories going back and forth that if you're vaccinated, you could possibly get it. You couldn't. I have not run into a situation um, where I've had any issues. However, um, better safe than sorry. I have wore a mask out to most places lately just because, you know, it, it couldn't hurt, um, especially, you know, I started a new job. Um, necessarily, if I was to take time off due to COVID, I may not get paid for that time. So um, to each his own right now, I, I will probably wear a mask at the show uh, just because, you know, I have two kids and I'm a wife. We're all vaccinated. But just in case, you know, it never hurts. Um, I'm not going to step on people's uh, rights and tell them that they have to wear a mask when it's not a mandate. Um, but if you feel the need that you want to wear a mask and you want to uh, you, you want to feel safer, and, you know, um, by all means, I'm, we're not going to hold that against anybody. Uh, we do know we've actually talked about it yesterday. Uh, it might have been today, actually. It was yesterday or today. I can't remember about um, having hand sanitizer, uh, stuff like that available at the door and throughout the show, especially, you know, with meet and greets with Eric Bischoff um, and, and kind of figuring out what we're going to do from there. But, you know, um, I feel like we're gonna we're gonna get through this show just fine. Um, I'm more skeptical about later on in the year because you know it's hard telling what could happen in, in two months. So that's where we're at right now. Uh, and considering the amount of tickets that we've sold, it would be a shame if we had to, um, you know, just call this show off, which is not something we're doing right now. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, because I saw just a few days ago, you guys had to reopen the vip tickets just because the demand was so high um, yeah they, what had actually happened is uh the 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 website um where so many people were trying to buy them it, it crashed it to where you could not get the vip tickets you could only get ooh. general admission so that's ooh. why you know we're, we're, we were telling people to get on that because uh we don't want to have that happen again so as so as far as pre-sale um where does where does this lie between um the show that you guys did with impact um and then and then and then the party bowl so where are we at or how, or how are we feeling with the uh with the pre-sale tickets yeah well uh the one thing that we will do is just be fully transparent uh and not try to like put this over way more than you know we should uh i think it's just right on par with party bowl right now it's not uh, it's not doing any record numbers or, or anything crazy. And I think a big part of that is a lot of people are just playing the wait and see game right now, uh, waiting uh, to see, you know, are things going to get shut down or, you know, are we going to put a, a cap on the uh, on the number of people we let in, which none, none of those things seem to be in play. Um, but I'm sure that a lot of, a lot of people are playing it safe uh, and you know, at the last show, we had a lot of walk-ups as well. So we're kind of counting on that being, um, being the same this time, but it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's just not, uh, it's not, you know, definitely not, uh, breaking any, breaking any barriers or anything right now. Yeah. I, I would say, you know, with, with the, the show we did with impact, it was kind of its own beast and it was just right time, right place. And, and we sold quite a few tickets for that one, but a hundred percent, like Cody was saying, completely transparent. We're right on par with what we were with the party bowl on um, literally down to pretty much the number we were about a week out. So um, it, I, we're expecting another big one. Uh, and I can vouch for, we had, you know, at least anywhere between 75 to hundred people purchase tickets uh, considering I'm the one that took the money from them uh, at the door. So I know um, we have a lot of people who uh, even at, you know, before we started running at, uh, uh, Jackson Terminal in Knoxville, 
they would always buy their tickets with cash at the door. So uh, some people just like to do it that way. And um, I mean, that, it, it's the same, you know what I mean? So uh, we're, we're really excited. I mean, uh, especially getting Eric Bischoff, having Eric Bischoff start to uh, reshare and, and retweet our stuff. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's getting close. Yeah. Yeah. We are six days away and we are, and we are at showtime here. Um, any, any big uh, last second news uh, before we run through, through, through this card uh, one, one last time. No, I, th- I think that's something that me and Eddie talked about the other day is that usually we're pretty good about stretching out our announcements uh, but maybe it was just like a little ring rust from not running for so long. We feel like we kind of mm. just let everything go, you know, like there, I mean, we, we announced all the matches, all the ma- matches are announced. We're good for at least a surprise or two. So, you know, that, uh, and then other than that, man, it's, it's all out there. And, uh, I, I mean, just from my personal opinion, looking at the matches, uh, if what we've announced is not enough to get you to come uh, to, to, to a wrestling show, then uh, you're probably not going to find anything out there that's going to suit you. Yeah, and that's and that's putting it pretty pretty bluntly because just even even just with the name power would even draw you to it, and and there and there's a lot of impact talent, and I think that I jumped on a little late when uh, Matt had asked you guys about. Um, just a working relationship with Impact. Um, but um, I saw, Cody, that you were actually at Skyway Studios a little while, while ago, uh, just there watching a show, hang, hanging out. Uh, you know, uh, you never know. You may, you may see me dancing on Impact for like a month straight, but uh, that's just... <laughs> that's just a hearsay. I'm not, I'm not sure, but uh, I, may, I may or may have not stood beside Tony Khan and watched uh christian cage versus brian myers on uh on the uh, monitoring gorilla position but you know like i said may or may not have i don't know what a smug ass (laughs) 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 i may have done this Uh, looks like looks like the forbidden doors open between AEW and and next generation wrestling yeah, I was way too nervous to even say anything to him because uh, that, that guy has more money than God. So I, I, I literally look, I literally look to one side of me, and there's Tony Khan, and then right beside me on the other side is Mickey James, and I'm just like, I'm just standing there like, well, eh. just gonna not say a word and hope that no one notices that I'm just like a dude, you know? Like, I mean, what do you, what do you say? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Mickey James is probably top ten women's women's wrestlers of all time. Just as just as far as what she's been able to do for the sport. Then you have NWA Power coming up. Um, Tony Tony Khan brought CM Punk back to professional wrestling. I know we're talk about that in a little bit, but I do not want to overshadow this massive card that we have. Um, just just off of the top. Um, and I kind of want to know how this came about, um, but we have a ladder match, um, and I do have a follow up question to this. All right, so we have, so we have the Black and Assassin Menace taking on Suge D, Sean Hoodridge, and Shane Andrews. Now, um, Jackson Terminal has those really low beams, 
So is that what you're hanging anything from? Or is it just anything goes? Or how is that going to work? Eddie, I won't let, let you handle this one, bud. Oh, my gosh. All we're going to say is this match is for an opportunity. Uh, okay. You have to be there to see what this opportunity is all about. Yeah, this is oh my god, Waffle House match, right? That just sounds good though, right now. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, but just speaking of big, big names, we do, we do get uh, the debut of Stallion Rogers in next in next gen. Um, I know he was very vocal on social media after what happened over the past weekend. Um, <laughs> Uh, there was a there was a lot in the wrestling world that happened this past weekend, but he's taking on Mance Warner, who uh, last last time him and him and Tame to put on a hell of a show. I was waiting on Cody, but you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll take it. So uh, we we looked at this card and we were um, trying to add some some st- uh, some name value to the show. Go ahead, Cody. You're on here now. I can see you. Oh, sorry. I was living. I just, uh, I didn't know if there was a question or if we were just like getting our thoughts. I kind of zoned out. Sorry, fellas. He's talking about Stallion Rogers, buddy. It's been a long week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kurt Stallion. I think we can say that, right? Like, I don't know if that's legal or not, but uh, no, that should be be a good match, man. Like, uh, you know, everybody saw. Uh, the match that Mance Warner and um, and uh, Calvin Tankman put on the last one. So you know, I, I'm kind of willing to bet that Manser and Tankman are both going to try to one up each other just to prove that like they were the top dog in that match. Did we oh. just lose Cody. We just lost Cody. <laughs> we just lost Cody. Okay. Like what, what Cody was saying was he thinks that Calvin Tankman and Mance Warner are gonna uh, kind of one up each other in uh, each in each match. Uh, we had we've had a lot of these guys that have uh, worked for WWE who got released, and a lot of these opportunities are coming to us. Um, Kurt Stallion or Stallion Rogers, as he's known now, has actually reached out to us. We've like had talks before bringing him in. Uh, there's a couple of other guys. Uh, all you know, God, God bearing that uh, the October show rolls around that we've been in contact with as well. That's that was a part of a lot of those releases that are uh, that was in the works long before uh, this person got signed, and we're going to bring them on as well. But uh, I'm really excited, man. Mance is kind of a wild card because the guy can wrestle, but the guy's also crazy as shit. No quite no question, no no doubt. If you guys haven't seen it there at home. Um, you should go to High Spots Network. It's the best nine ninety nine you'll ever spend. You can watch the Party Bowl fantastic show. Um, speaking of Calvin Tankman, we've got him against Moose. Um, Moose making his next gen return, correct? Yes. Yeah, so mm. the the first time Moose had wrestled for us was Uncivil War three. I want to say Uncivil War three, um, and he uh, he actually took on um, our Sean Schultz, who's also now he's retired, and our referee Tommy Phillips. Um, we had that's actually he was involved in the tournament to crown uh, a new champion, which was won by Shane Strickland. Uh, 
he also wrestled for us against Sean Hoodrich at our Impact show, our un, in, the Uncivil War. Um, so he's uh, he's been with us a few times. We love we love having him there and love doing um, stuff with him. Uh, and that was another thing we kind of looked at this card and you know thought we needed some you know name value. And he's he's been in contact with us and it just added another element to this show. Especially seeing him and Calvin Tankman, Tankman bump heads, it's, it's going to be a match not to miss. Yeah, that 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 seems to be one of the more higher pro- profile matches on the card, just based off a of name value. Um, I think the only one that comes close would be Davy Richards and Josh Alexander. Um, Davy Richards coming back onto the professional wrestling scene the last few months looked terrific against Mac Mac Cross back at the Party Bowl, um, and then you know Josh Alexander is one of the best workers that that Impact has right now. So that's that's got to be one to watch. Yeah, that's dumb luck, too, that this past weekend they actually squared off against one another. Um, found out later on that Josh Alexander lost his grandmother over the weekend. So um, usually, you know, when, when something, you know, traumatic, you know, happens like that, a lot of these guys put everything they have, their heart and their soul into into and putting on, you know, a fantastic match to, you know, kind of get their minds off it. And uh, really sorry for his loss. Uh, I'm, I'm just really excited for him to debut with us and to get uh, – Davy Richards back and just it's weird it's, it's Davy Richards you know what I mean like yeah. mm-hmm. I, I saw him on social media trying to learn how to use a GPS and made me laugh I was just like <laughs> like this guy's like traveled all over the world he doesn't have a GPS like what like it's weird so uh, I, I'm really excited like you said Matt Cross and Davy killed it at the party bowl and um just really excited to get Davy back and um see what they can do because it, it's gonna be uh when it comes to um hype like you were saying, some of the high-profile matches, this is the one that gets the most noticed when I post stuff on social media. So uh, I'm really excited to see what kind of uh, action they bring to the table for the show. Yeah, and and based off of that, I would I would assume that it would probably be the triple threat between Trey, Miguel, Myron Meyer, Reed, who's been with MLW, and then Matt Cross. Um, just based off of just three, three, three different guys essentially coming from three different areas, um, that's not one we need to overlook either. Because, oh, no. yeah, not at all. Like it's, yeah. it's 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 wild to think about. Like we've we've used Myron, you know, quite a bit. Myron, you know, speaking of Uncivil War, the, the Impact Uncivil War show, Myron Reed took on uh, Trevor Trevor Lee, uh, Cameron Grimes. Um, mm. So, uh, fan- fantastic match too, which is also available on the High Spots Wrestling Network uh, to go back and watch. Uh, it's uh, it, it's pretty wild because you know Myron is 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 that guy, and we've been in contact with Trey Miguel for quite a while. Uh, and then you're seeing them pop up with uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla and um, with Impact, of course, too. Uh, Trey's that dude, man. Trey, Trey Trey Miguel is fantastic. Yeah, he's um, you know, and I'm and kind of jumping here quickly to NXT, but um, seeing seeing that the other two thirds of, you know, the Rascals went there and he was very vocal about jumping ship and going some, somewhere else. Um, I'm glad he's doing well, you know, and he's not, you know, throwing, throwing, throwing shade at anybody because that seems to be the new norm on wrestling Twitter these days is, is find a target and just fire away. You know, um, Trey Miguel... I think it was, uh, there was a brief exchange uh, like a week before the party bowl and Matt thought there was a chance he was going to show up. Um, 
He almost did. God bless. Um, <sighs> originally, we had uh, uh, Trey Lamar booked in that four-way match, mm-hmm. and we had reached yeah. out to Trey Miguel after um, we found out Trey Lamar was um, going to be out injured, and he w- he was unavailable, but it almost happened. But by the time, long before that even happened, we already had him booked for uh, Uncivil War. Wow. And then Matt um, Cross, man, Matt Cro- Uncivil War is based around Matt Cross. Like the original Uncivil War one is Matt Cross. Matt Cross, uh, Uncivil War two, Matt Cross became NGW champion. Then you know he he had his match with Cody Rhodes and broke his leg shortly after that. Uh, I can't remember who he wrestled, um, but he did a shooting star press and la- and landed on it wrong, and he walked to the hospital. And they're like, how did you get in here? And he goes, I walked. And it was a few days after, but he had, had like a, a, a fracture in his leg. So the whole reason for our uncivil, our, our tournament to crown a new champion was because of Matt getting, getting hurt because he was champ. Um, and then the following year, he wrestled Matt Seidel in the tournament to crown uh, a new champion. And then the, the Impact Show, he wrestled uh, Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. So, yep. Yeah, so I mean, in... Uh, it just goes on and on, and then, then on Civil War, the last one uh, we did in Knoxville, he uh, he wrestled Shane Andrews. So there, he's a staple. He's not missed on Civil War yet. So good. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have the six-person intergender match. We have Billy Starks and the Tate Twins uh, taking on the Renegades of Flight, the team of Facade, Danny Moe, and Jason Kincaid. Um, I feel like people might be sleeping on this a little bit. Um, ju- I'm, and, and you were saying that the match has gotten the most response on social media has been Davey Richards and Josh Alexander. But what, um, what's your take on this uh, six-way going into the weekend? Man, it, you, you can't sleep on, like, I know you guys got to see um, the Neon Blondes with Danny mm-hmm. and Facade. Kincaid and and Facade as a team, they'll do some shit that you've never seen before, and and they they gel so well. And the Tate twins, man, you know, of course they were former Ring of Honor six man tag champions with Dalton Castle. They mm-hmm. you can't sleep on them. They they are you know based out of Knoxville, so they are Knoxville boys. And then Billy Starks, I can remember seeing Billy Starks when she just first started taking photos at our show. Now she's wrestling all over the place, and hell, she's like sixteen years old. Yeah. She's a wrestling prodigy, man. Yeah, yeah. The, it's crazy. It's one of those. Um, it's one of those moments you won't forget. Like taking a picture now, and not actually wrestling for the for the promotion you were taking the pictures for. Um, one of those, you know, Mick Foley esque kind of full circle deals. Um, wrestling Madison Square Garden and all that. Um, yeah. But no, that that's that's going to be an incredible match. Um, and then. As close to uh, the Natty Daddy's impossible dream as we can potentially get. Um, it's the five way uh, with him, Kenji Brea, Cole Radrick, Sage Phillips, and Levi Everett. This is going to be insane. <laughs> the amount of talent in this match, like I, I put on social media that this is the future of wrestling because it is. Um, you, you've seen Cole Radrick on GCW. Um, we literally just talent rated uh, an Indiana Fed called New Wave Pro because they book all these people. Uh, uh, 
shout out to them because it's, it's back in my hometown. Um, but like guys like Sage Phillips, uh, guys like Levi Everett, you know, Cole, um, Bradley, Kenji, they're all making waves in the Midwest. And um, having that match on this show, um, it gives, you know, them more, you know, more eyes on these guys. And someone like um, uh, Sage Phillips, who earned um, his spot on this show, uh, getting the um, seal of approval from Davey Richards um, to, hey, you guys need to use this guy. Um, definitely, wow. you know, made it made us open our eyes. And I mean, I've seen the guy. Um, I mean, he, he lives probably like 50 miles away from my hometown in, in Indiana. So wow. I'm really excited to get him on there. And then Cole, um, he's like this, uh, this underdog, man. He, he's a scrappy little guy. And I think, uh, I think he's going to open some eyes too. And people are really going to enjoy the dynamic of that match just because we've talked about it before where we want to give everybody a, a taste of, of everything. That one match is literally a taste of everything. So I, yeah. I think it's going to, it's going to uh, shine through and, um, it's going to be one of those situations where, uh, when we break it down, it's going to be hard to pick match of the night out of this. Mm. Yeah. Because I remember we, um, because at the party bowl, we had Shug D and we had Warhorse, and then we had Levi Everett all in one, one ring. And it was Shug that said, there's nowhere in professional wrestling. Can you find a match like this? And I think we can say the same thing for this. Yeah. Like I said, I think, um, people are probably sleeping on it right now because they probably think it's just some jumble match thrown together, um, which don't get me wrong. It is, a, it is a, it is a scramble match, you know, but the people in this match are going to give you a show and you're going to love that show. Yeah. All right. Um, time to talk about the NGW heavyweight championship match. That'd be Rich Swan defending against Caden Sade. Um, if you've seen the party bowl, Caden Sade earned earned this opportunity, winning the uh, four way elimination match back at the party bowl. Um, as we welcome Wild Thing Mike DeShazo to the show, Mike, how are you? I am good. How are you? Good. Uh, wrapping up this un uncivil war card. Um, this has been building for. Almost two years now, right? This this match, yeah. As far as just the interweaving storylines, yeah, it, it really has because there there's a lot of things that kind of go through with all of this because Caden would not be a part of NGW without Sean Hoodrich. Sean Hoodrich brought Caden Sade in and said, "Hey, man, if you guys ever have a an opportunity uh, open." Uh, use this kid and he came in with a, another guy named mike cobb and we brought them in and they stole the show they came in at our uh, nightmare and armory road show which was you know zach saber jr versus menace and uh shane strickland and matt cross and the lucha brothers versus the tate twins i mean it was it was bonkers and this match was the opener and it was really really good and he went from that to you know slowly building up to becoming tag champions with mike cobb and um and then of course they lost the tag titles but it slowly progressed to where, you know, people could see Caden was special. And of course, you know, being uh, with Tracy Smothers involved and, uh, you know, God bless Tracy. We miss him so much. And Rich Swan being so close to Tracy and um, 
Caden being trained, you know, by Sean Hoodrich, who was trained by Tracy. It's just that there's a lot of cool factors into this. And I think it's key for us to continue to progress by giving guys like Caden an opportunity to, you know, shine and potentially win the, our, our championship belt uh, in front of a, a, a raucous crowd, especially against a guy like Rich Swan. I mean, I feel like there's something about Rich Swan that nobody else can touch. Uh, an in-ring uh, personality, human being, uh, nobody can touch Rich Swan. Yeah, and, and that was one of the takeaways, I think, um, from, our, from our trip uh, two, two months ago when we came and watched the Party Bowl was, was just was how genuine of a person he was. Um, and, that, and that he is that, is that his character is, you know, very, very, you know, just respectful, um, you know, and, and just wants to give everybody, you know, a fair, a fair shot. But, but that seems like his character, like, it's not just a character. That's like him in real life. hundred percent. hundred percent. Those are, yeah, that's, that is just awesome. Um, any, any chance of there being any kind of chicanery in this match? Because I feel like uh, we didn't get at the party bowl, but this is, it seems like this might build up to something. You just have to see, man. You have to be there. I'm not giving you all the scoops. Uh, uh, Don't like Meltzer to you? Don't like Sean Ross Sepp? <laughs> can't, can't blame me for trying. Um, but yeah, guys, that is the Party Bowl. Not the Party Bowl, gosh. Party Bowl is just so damn good. This is Uncivil War 6. Guys, August 29th. Uh, it is Sunday. It's not even this next Sunday. It's this sun Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, VIP open at 4 p.m. General admission um, at 5. And then bell time is at 6, correct? Yes, the show is going to be uh, ran a little bit tighter. We're going to be a little bit more strict on the time, so we're not going to get out of there super late. It's a school night, mm. so we're going to get some of these kids out Ooh. at a decent time. Um, I, I, before we kind of continue and kind of polish it off, you know, tickets yeah. at nextgentn.net slash tickets. Mm -hmm. um, I personally believe that this card is better than the Party Bowl, and I, I, I fully believe in that. I believe, uh, and that's not knocking what we put on at the Party Bowl, but overall, I think this is a stronger card, and I think people are going to walk away saying, holy shit, that was a show. This card is absolutely loaded. It's star-studded. You're not going to want to miss it. We're coming, we're coming from Virginia. We're bringing people from Delaware. We're trying to get more. Um, but if you have a free day, a day or two, go to nextgenstand.net, get your ticket, come on down and watch it with us. Um, but on to the really big news of the of the last hand handful of days. Um, I don't think there's any real way to ease into this. Um, CM Punk is back. It's clobbering time. It is. Um, CM Punk uh, showed up on AEW Rampage this past Friday night. Um, you can catch PWO's live reaction over on YouTube. Um, it, it, CM CM Punk has always been kind of kind of you know that unicorn for the last handful of years um to where you couldn't sign him um his demands have always been pretty strict um but he showed up on friday and it's like time stopped um what was what was your immediate reaction um 
you heard Cole to personality. You wanted to make sure it wasn't a rib. He walked out from the tunnel. Um, the, um, we'll, we'll, we'll go and we're going to start with our guest, Eddie. What, what was your initial reaction to seeing all that? Dude, it was, it was like a flutter of emotions. Like it made me, it made me feel good as a wrestling fan. Um, this is kind of, I'll make it really quick. So I know you got a lot of you want to cover, but, uh, my daughter, my daughter uh, was born. Was born in 2013, and I can actually tell you the day she was conceived is because it was the day CM Punk lost the WWE title to The Rock uh, at the Royal Rumble. Uh, because there was a lot of drinking, because I was so pissed off that they put the title on The Rock. So yeah. <laughs> I always have this weird bond with CM Punk because of that, and I uh, I really think that wrestling needed this and i'm glad they waited till fans were there because it would not been would not have been the same and there's a lot of people you'll see go back and forth right now where people just shit people are aw fans shit on everything wwe does no matter what it is it could be you know you know the best match in the world they'll shit on it same thing with aw there are people who are diehard wwe fans and will sh they shit on cm punk coming back and i don't understand that man it's wrestling it's like just love it just love it. I don't understand it. So it made me feel amazing. My wife stayed up and watched it with me. Um, I had my brother who's, you know, he's like 13 years older than me. He's like, hey, even the old people are staying up and watching this one. Um, it, it was it was pretty cool, man. And um, even seeing people like Jim Cornette say that they did a great job, which Jim Cornette hates AEW. Uh, to me, uh, that, that right there is a seal of approval. Yeah. Mike, we got – I mean – like I said on a Friday night during our little live reaction, my goosebumps had goosebumps. It was just so amazing. And when you, you go back and watch it and you realize the crowd was drowning out his music and you didn't hear the music as much as, you know, because the crowd was so loud and just the energy you could feel it. Even going back and watching it now, you can just feel the energy and how much it means to everyone who's a wrestling fan. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. And, to Eddie's point, professional wrestling needed this, you know, and, and it and it was it was just the wholehearted emotion I think that came with it, and everything he said in his in his pipe bomb. Years and we're looking at a decade late later now, um, a lot of that is still happening, you know, and and whether the reasoning for that, you know, is is you know, right or wrong, um, things that he was saying then are so logical now. And even with that, it, it's, it's made him just a talking point even the last hand, handful of years. And every year it, it would always come up. Like, is this the year that CM Punk will come back? You know, he went to UFC. He had his couple of fights. You know, is he coming back? Is he not? Um, well, he's definitely back. They actually got us good because I don't know if you remember, uh, it was at WWE's Backstage is what it was called or whatever. I can't remember whatever oh, the hell that yeah. was called. And oh, then he was boy. on there and it was like, it's going to happen. And then it didn't happen. Um, but, but I mean, sincerely, wrestling needed this. Uh, it, it's hard. I was talking to somebody about this with WWE. They want to bring in people, which I imagine you're going to talk about Goldberg here in a little bit. Goldberg oh, yeah. coming in, and you're bringing in guys, me and Cody, actually, where, you know, you're bringing in these guys from 20 years. That was relevant 20 years ago, and it's legit 20 years ago. 
like it, it's it's not like you know some bullshit it was, you know 20 years ago that you have guys like um or i could be wrong i don't know i don't know I, I can't do math i think it's right but you have guys in like that that have been you know gone for so long and they keep relying on them and and you can only use that as nostalgia pops so much before everyone's like i don't care anymore there's very few stars left in wrestling because they've no one's made stars and then CM Punk made himself a star with that pipe bomb, which I remember watching live. And he, he need, wrestling needs it. I mean, they're, they're doing their best to make Roman Reigns that star. And I, people might shit on his heel stuff. I love it. I think it's perfect. It's exactly what he should be doing. People hate him for this and that. He's a heel. Supposed to. But CM Punk is needed, and I'm, I'm very glad that um, you're going you're gonna to see him work guys you've never seen before. Um, and it's just like when Daniel Bryan came back and uh and it got to wrestle you know aj styles on wwe tv it's just good shit and i think it's good for everybody well that's also the next rumored person to come into AEW would be brian danielson um which i know i i speak for a lot of people that would be a that that would be welcomed with with open arms and i think at this point it's just uh it's just uh you know not an not an if but a when um but I know you mentioned the Goldberg and we're just going to jump right into SummerSlam really quick. Um, did, did you watch the whole show, Eddie? No, because it ran no. way too fucking long. So <laughs> I uh, really quick that on Friday, I stayed up, watched, watched Punk come back. Uh, I stayed up and I played, uh, I think I, I can't remember if I played like Call of Duty or something with my buddies. Um, my neighbor next door, was up to like 3 a.m. playing blasting music. So I did not get any sleep. Um, so that, you know, I got maybe like five hours of sleep, whatever, something like that. Um, so when I started watching SummerSlam, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Ah, oh, some spots hit or miss. And then I got to the Goldberg match. I legit fell asleep. I will, and then mm. I woke up right as he was putting the uh um was it I can't remember the the full Nelson on um Goldberg's son. And I was like, oh, yeah. what happened? And I was like, so no, but like, uh, but I did go back and watch the the Roman Reigns John Cena match, mm. but it just it's just too long, man. You can't you can't start a show yeah. at eight o'clock and want it to end like at twelve thirty. You can't do that. Yeah, and the one thing I will give them credit for, which I think um, is a good practice to have, is to have these shows on Saturdays. Um, you know, and and that's always been. That, that was a huge plus when AEW first started doing their bigger shows back in 2019 um, was that they were always on Saturdays. You could kind of hang out with your friends and just watch the show. Um, but even, but they have a really bad problem with letting these shows run way, way too long. Um, and it's, and it's not like the matches are running long either. It's they have these silly segments in between. Yes, that we That's could what I was definitely about to say cut too. out. You could cut. You could cut out the the whole the the Xavier Woods deal and yeah. and you know, they did the gold medal thing. It was weird. It's like there should have been something going on with that. They they could have cut that out. I mean, it's cool that they showed that. And and is it Gable Stevenson? Is that his name? Uh, I believe or, or I can't think of the gold medalist that they had in Gable Gable Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, he's. I mean, I know they're trying to court him, so I get that too. Um, but uh, it, it just ran too long. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of bright spots in this show. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, what was 
What was your favorite match of the night other than Edge versus Seth Rollins? Oh, shit, man. <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, and it might surprise uh, yeah. you. It might surprise you because, of course, I mean, I like, I like the stuff Roman's been doing. Uh, mm. I really, really enjoyed Sheamus and Damian Priest. They mm-hmm. beat the piss out of each other, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what, what was your favorite match of the night? Well, obviously, everyone would say uh, <laughs> Edge versus Edge Light, um, but... Oh, boy. I mean, if I had to pick a match, because I really do like the Roman Reigns heel stuff, I think the Roman Reigns match would be my second. Just because I, I'm such a big fan of the Roman heel. Yeah. Um, all of those matches were good. I think after that, quality drops a little bit. Um, I do think the opening tag match uh, for the Raw tag titles was fine. Um I think we have a new contender for worst match of the year uh, with Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie. Um, I still question. Okay. And I respect that you go through training and you go through promo classes and you do this and that to become a professional wrestler. Like you're, you are where you're at because of some, because of some reason. I want to know what that reason is for Eva. For Eva Marie, because there's been no progression, at least on TV, um, since she was on Raw or since she was on Smack, SmackDown last. Um, it just seems like there's no there's no progression. Um, I I would rather anything else have happened with this, and you would think that the doll would get involved in some way, but. Um, not even involved with like the finish or the get to the finish. It was, it was just really weird. And I feel bad for Alexa bliss because she's a talented worker, but I, I feel like almost more was intended uh, with the fiend and Alexa bliss. And then obviously fiend gets future endeavored. Um, But it was just really bad for me. My thing is, I don't wish anybody losing their job, especially uh, in 2021. But mm-hmm. how can you sit here and have Eva Marie signed to a, a contract with guaranteed money uh, and then get rid of someone like Aleister Black or someone like, I, I, you know, even, you know, uh, Buddy Murphy, these guys who are fantastic mm-hmm. workers. Um, but <laughs> you have Eva Marie. Uh, and that right there, though, I think I, I kind of answered my own question. The reason why is because they're not a wrestling company anymore. Mm-hmm. They're 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 not. They're a brand, and um, they can kind of do whatever they want. And more power to them because they've been around long enough to earn that right. Um, mm-hmm. Is it? Do I think it's right? No, but I mean, it is what it is. And it, you're going to have these you know these fans who are fickle about everything that they do. They're never going to change because they're WWE. They don't have to. You're right. Mike has been on the uh, bandwagon here of um, the re- of you know, the releases and the more of the character work is leading to a sale of WWE more than likely to NBC. Yeah, and it's wild to me that in our lifetime, for I mean, I'm 33 years old. I've watched WWF to WWE uh, since I was you know like two years old. And potentially thinking Vincent Mann's going to get, just sell it off is, is beyond wild to me to think that this is where we're at. I mean, I'm 35. I've been watching it just as long. <laughs> I can remember the Monday Night Wars and flipping between WCW and WWF as a 
time and just think like if the company's gonna leave the McMahon family probably within the next year is it's crazy to think. Yeah, and uh and then 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 what what happens to NXT? And uh, and that that kind of scares me as well because NXT is one of my favorite outlets of of watching wrestling because to me it's the easiest watch. Mm. Out of out of the three, yeah, for sure. Um we'll talk about how we all sat how we all sat uh Shiva last night and watched NXT take take over here in a minute. Um uh, the SmackDown tag tag match with the um, Usos and the Mysterios was fine. We've seen it about a dozen times over the last month and a half. Um, now on to the big. Um, I think this is the biggest thing to come out of SummerSlam. Um, is that Bianca Belair was supposed to defend um, her SmackDown Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. Um, Sa- uh, Sasha Banks unable to compete uh, for whatever reason. Um, we get the announcement that Carmella is the replacement. Um, a lot of stalling, ready for the match to start. Um, then we get the return of Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky Lynch's music hits, crowd pops hard for it. Um, comes right down. Kind of more stalling. Um, beats the piss out of Car out of Carmella. Um, and then. Becky challenges Bianca. Bianca kind of thinks about it for another minute, which means we're stalling more, wasting more time. Match starts. They shake hands. Becky Lynch with an elbow uh, with a rock bottom. And she wins in 27 seconds. Uh, Becky Lynch is the new SmackDown women's champion. Um, A lot of heat for this across the board um so we started with eddie last time mike this happened what was your immediate reaction i thought it was just bad booking but it makes sense when it comes out today that they want to make becky a heel and the bigger the women's heel but i mean it was didn't make any sense outside of that in my opinion because when you have the biggest rising female star in the company is uh bianca belair and then you just like toss her aside for Becky Lynch who was the hottest act in the company until she got pregnant yeah yeah definitely a um definitely on top of the world and then had to give it up after money in the bank last year um Eddie you were sitting there you watched this what was your reaction I thought it was hilarious because <laughs> it's such a WWE yep. thing to do. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, cause they don't give a shit what you think. So they're going to do whatever they want anyway. Mm-hmm. But like they, like you were saying that they, they came out today with the, the fact that they want to make her as a heel. How do you make her an instant heel? Well, you just beat one of the hotter baby faces that they have in 20 something seconds. So I get it. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like a reverse thing they did with Bob Backlund and Diesel, which I think is even funnier, right? But <laughs> it's such a it's, it's such a WWE thing, and I don't think mm. people like people were comparing Becky Lynch's return and Punk's return, and it, like I was saying earlier, both sides were always argue with one another. It needs to be stated that both returns are fantastic because no matter what you say, AEW had twenty thousand strong, the biggest crowd they ever had, CM Punk. There was fifty thousand people 
I mean, it's WWE, it's tight, it's Titan numbers. Uh, but you know, th- there was a lot of people and they were, they were all excited to see Becky Lynch back. So I think it's awesome that she's back. I think it's hilarious. That they trolled everybody because they did the same shit with Brock Lesnar and Kofi. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's going to lead to a great feud with Bianca and uh, Becky Lynch. And honestly, in the long run, it's going to elevate Be- uh, Bianca Belair even more. And see a lot of people though, um, kind of not giving this a moment to breathe, I think, because I think the immediate reaction is, oh, you just killed and buried one of the, you know, most over women, you know, on the main, main roster. And, you know, you have to give it time to breathe because, yeah, yeah, she's been on the main roster for a little while. And my thought process through this was there was that, there was that long pause where Becky challenges and Bianca's just kind of, kind of standing there, kind of like, kind of like looking down the rampway, looking at Becky. And it's like, and it's, and to me, it was kind of building story up a little bit, you know? And then, and then immediately is like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, tries, tries to be, you know, the baby face, shake hands. She gets caught with the elbow and then just gets dropped, you know? So that's the way that I saw it. I'm excited to see where, where this goes. Um, I'm not sure how making Becky Lynch a heel is going to go. Um, I it's mean, not going to work. <laughs> it's not be, be, because, um, and I compare her kind of to, um, you know, Stone Cold in the early 2000s, where there were heelish tactics that he was using to either win or to get one up on, you know, the other side. Um, and fans are cheering wherever you go. And it's the same kind of with, you know, Becky Lynch now, like she obviously used a heel tactic to get an advantage on Bianca to finish her off. Um, well, so, I mean, on, if you if you go back a few years at SummerSlam, she turned on Charlotte and they tried to do it then it didn't work. So, I mean, it, it's just it's just not going to work. She She's a likable person. She looks like Merida from Brave, man. That's all that's all I could think of as Merida from yeah. the, Disney, the Disney movie Brave. So, yeah. uh they're going to cheer. She's a likable the person. The crowd popped for that one too, though, too. And it's, yeah. and it's, you know, when, when, when you just say enough's enough, you know, um, the WWE, man, they don't care. Right. <laughs> they don't care. You're right. Um, moving on, uh, Drew McIntyre over Jinder Mahal. Um, it's a throwaway match. Um, triple threat match. Charlotte regains. Uh, her Raw Women's Championship against Nikki Ash. I refuse to call her ASH and Rhea Ripley. Um, this was a match I just didn't care about. And, you know, Charlotte Flair, one of the best women in the world as far as, far as working. Um, Nikki Cross is great in ring. She's great on the mic. I think it's fantastic what she's been able to do with this new gimmick. Um, Rhea, Rhea Ripley, I think, is still a little green, but she has a lot of potential, a lot of room to grow and be great. Um, but this has been going on for months, and there's been really no other women's wrestlers featured on Raw, really, since the since Rhea Ripley uh, kind of came in second at the Rumble, um, and it's kind of concerning. You know, because now where does the title go from here? Personally, I don't think Charlotte Flair needs a title belt. 
I think her character's strong enough. I think she's a good enough wrestler. She doesn't need a belt to make her better. I mean, unless they just want to keep playing it off that she's Ric Flair's daughter and needs gold. But to me, when in a booking standpoint, there's no need for her to have that title belt. It's not elevating her. It's not helping her. It's not making the title feel more special. So why not give it to somebody like a Rhea Ripley and keep it on Rhea Ripley instead of, you know, having her fall down the ladder, you know, tapping out to a figure eight. Yep. Mike? I, um, if Charlotte doesn't really need the belt, I don't understand why they can't get, get feuds to finish, like to complete them like they used to do. I mean, I, I can't remember stuff like this going on like 10 years ago. Um, I mean, it was just, like you said, a throwaway match. This is something I wasn't really invested in. It's like, it was a filler match for me. Yeah. Much like gender, gender and through match. I, I mean, it could have been on TV. <laughs> a lot of these could have. Um, Edge defeated Seth Rollins. Uh, the best entrance, I think, of recent memory. So good. Badass. Just, uh, <laughs> I popped. I popped super hard. Oh, yeah. I popped hard. And good thing he won because I swear if he didn't win after that, some somebody would have. Somebody would have rioted or run the ring or something. Um, Seth Seth didn't need the win. I feel like Edge needed the win a little more. Um, gosh, it's just such a good match. Go back and watch this match above all above all others on this card. Um, one you don't really need to go back and watch though is Bobby Lashley um, successfully defending his WWE Championship against Goldberg. Um, honestly, this is more competent on Goldberg's end than some of his last attempts at making a comeback. Um, you know, it's not saying much, but, um, I think the thing that gets me about this is we're setting up a rematch. Um, the finish here is that goal is that Goldberg's knee gave, gave out and the referee has to stop the match. Um, that is how Lashley retains um and then and then Lashley beats him down with a chair. Um Goldberg's son Gage, yeah. Um Umber. jumps in. He gets the heart lock. I thought I'd I thought I would never be so excited to see a child get put in a heart lock. Um and <laughs> and then you see Goldberg just crawling over to his son. Um just a I'm really upset because this is going to be a rematch and you know, what's going to happen. I, the only thing I want to share with this is the, the reason I can sit here and tell you WWE does not care um, is because in any kind of situation, you have guys like Kevin Owens, you have guys like Sami Zayn and Finn Balor who are not even on this card. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But you're going to have Goldberg. And the only logical reason why Goldberg gets a title shot is because he shows up and says, I'm next. Not mm-hmm. only that, but at the Royal Rumble, which was just, what, six months ago, seven months ago, he did the exact same thing and lost. So why should he get a title shot? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Cena makes sense to me. Cena getting the title shot, I get it. They, they did the whole contract deal, makes sense. Goldberg coming and saying he's next, it's stupid. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Bad. My biggest takeaway from the match is the um the Titantron 
club where they uh, put Goldberg's Gork. face. Gork. Gork. And essentially, <laughs> Gork. I mean, that's basically much of the way. You know, we yeah. know when he, uh, they're going to have the rematch in Saudi at Blood Money, and Gorg is going to go. Yeah, he'll win, and I think the reason they'll do that is because he won't get booed out of the building when it does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, the main, the main event, Roman Reigns uh, successfully defending his Universal Championship against John Cena. Um, I thought probably about about seven to eight minutes too long. Um, I thought the multiple kickouts at the end were unnecessary. It definitely took me out of the match. Um, but the right guy won. Because yep. there was there was no way, once they added the stipulation, um, if Roman Reigns loses, he's leaving the WWE. <laughs> See, kind of... I, I think I think they could have, if they really, they could have put the title on Cena, and they, co- they still could have played that off to where Roman mm. came back and he was like, it's like I don't care what I said. I'm still gonna be here. I don't care what I said. Yeah. I'm still gonna. I, to me, it would have worked. But uh, like, like you said, I feel like the right guy won. Hmm. Um. And then post match, uh, we get the return of Brock Lesnar. Um, comes down to the ring, have, have a face off. Paul Heyman's cowering in the corner. Um, and then Roman just walks away. And show, and then um, after the show, uh, two two Germans and an F five to Cena. Um, so we're getting Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns and Goldberg versus Lashley. Wow, I'm actually like I'm actually okay with Lesnar coming back and working as a baby yeah. face. I think I think it'll be if a different dynamic. If he's if he's gonna be a baby if he's gonna be a baby face, I'm in. Yeah, because that's something that we have we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, I agree. Um, jump to NXT real quick because this was way more enjoyable. Um, Fuck yeah! Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. yeah. Uh, poor, poor Trey Baxter being obliterated by Ridge Holland on the pre-show. Damn it! You got stuck with the name Trey back. It's <laughs> got stuck with the name, and now you're just gonna job, which is unfortunate. <sighs> um, opening match though, Cameron Grimes um, defeats LA Knight um, to win the million dollar championship. Um, had Cameron Grimes lost, Teddy Biasi would become LA Knight's Butler. Um, solid, solid match. Solid match. I liked it. LA Knight um, looks like a WWE guy. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a body guy. Of course, he's a WWE guy. Yeah. Um, Raquel Gonzalez retains her NXT Women's Championship over Dakota Kai. Um, This is my least favorite match of the night, I think. And that's not saying it was a bad match, because I think it, it was a slow burn, because I think at the beginning... Um, there, I think execution wise, things weren't there, but by the end of the match, it picked up a little bit. I'm not really a fan of Raquel Gonzalez. I just don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see the, the, uh, uh, appeal when you have a, I mean, to me, NXT, the women's division, even now is still one of the best divisions, women's divisions in the world. Um, I think that, uh, and having Raquel Gonzalez as your uh, front runner, not really doing it for me. 
I think they're um, <clears throat> playing off that whole uh, Lady Diesel angle, angle with her a little too much. Um, I would have thought she'd be the one going up to the main roster instead of Dakota Kai, but I guess they feel like she needs more work or something. She absolutely does. Dakota Kai's been doing. Huh? I was going to say Dakota Kai's been working some dark matches and some main event matches the last few weeks. So I think you're right. She's headed up here pretty soon. Um, Okay. Um, Walter is finally slain. Um, Ilya Dragunov makes Walter tap um, to win the match and is the new NXT United Kingdom champion. Um, God. This was was my favorite match of the night. Um, Just so good from start to finish. Um, Walter's not chopping me. I'm sorry. Nope. Can I say I was fully erect watching this match? Yeah, you can. <laughs> is, that, is that respectable to say? Because <laughs> I was. Every, every, every chop, it kind of went, it kind of, you know, came up a little bit more each each chop, you know. <laughs> and it, by by the end of the match, golly. It, um, if, if, if you've ever seen the greatest Royal, Royal Rumble and Dana O'Brien's chest at the Roderick end of that. Strong. Roddy's is the same. Yeah, yes. it oh god. Um, this is the one match you need to watch. If you haven't seen this match, go back and watch their first match. You gotta watch the I first one first, man. You gotta yeah, watch that first um, one to re- because you have to respect the way that they did this match the second time around. Because mm-hmm. Dragonoff went in there with a completely different game plan from a storytelling mm-hmm. aspect. It was great because you immediately saw what he was trying to do. I love, a wrestling. I love it when wrestling's good. I love it when wrestling's good. <laughs> you love it when it when it when it makes sense. You do. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, match of the night, though, Mike. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, match of the night. Probably match of the weekend. Uh, for the WWE stuff, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, I could I could say. I mean, you could argue the Seth Rollins match, but to me, that that match made everything about wrestling that I love. And it happened all in one match. And the fact that he slayed Walter because Walter did Walter really didn't even win. Dragonoff did. And it and not only that, man, but that belt's the most beautiful belt in wrestling. I just I think it's I think overall though, it's it, it touches you in a different way, especially after watching that first one and seeing what they did in the second one. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm gonna jump the next match really quick and we'll circle back to it really quick. Uh but the main event is Samoa Joe defeating Karrion Cross uh, to win the NXT Championship for a third time. Um, I thought it was fine. Um, Samoa Joe looked a little bit out of ring shape to start, but I think when it picked up towards the end, he looked a lot like his uh, the the last time we saw him in the ring. He did a scoop slam on Karrion Cross, and I thought he broke his neck. Yeah. That kind of scared oh, yeah. me a little bit. Yeah, um, uh, it actually happened. I know I saw uh, Rich Holland do that to Johnny Gargano before, and he caught him around the crown, but he was very close to dropping Karrion Cross on his head. So, freaky little wow. moment. But uh, once again, right guy won, and uh, mm-hmm. it gets him onto the main roster. Uh, it felt weird not having Star uh, Scarlet there. Yeah, but uh, good. I love Joe. 
I mean, I've followed Joe, I mean, since, you know, Ring of Honor days. So I'm really excited that Joe is back. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I do want to go back to the match I skipped intentionally. Kyle O'Reilly defeating Adam Cole in a two out of three falls match. Um, the traditional wrestling match was uh, won by Kyle O'Reilly. The street fight was won by Adam Cole. And the steel cage was won by Kyle O'Reilly via submission. Um, many think that um, this was his swan song for NXT. And many believe that this is a swan song to AEW. Um, are we all in agreement there, or do we think maybe he's resigning? I uh, I think he's going to end up in AEW. You know, when those guys like Omega and the Bucks start making hints like this, yeah. a lot of times, like they've been doing on social media all day today and last night after the match. I mean, I think there's something to it, but you know, only time will tell. Honestly, we're just we're guessing here at this point. At this point, it's hard to tell what's real and what's not. And if they're offering him a million-dollar deal, and maybe he took that deal and went to AEW and said, hey, they're offering me this this amount of money. Can you match it? And they're like, yeah, he's going. The problem you're going to start having with this is you're going to have so many guys coming over with so much talent and so much potential that eventually they're going to have to start to run into the same problem WWE runs into, and you're not going to have enough TV. Even with all these, I mean, he, he they have like six shows. Like, I mean, to me, I'm not the biggest AEW fan because of this, that they're not going to have enough time to get these people over to their full potential. Case in point, FTR, man. FTR. I, I, feel, I feel like they, they've kind of dropped the ball on that tag team. They put them at, you know, as champions and everything, but there's – only so many spots for people to be superstars, not just the, you know, wrestlers, but to be huge stars. And I would love to see Adam Cole tear it up with, with CM Punk and Adam Cole with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page and all these guys. I mean, there's the, the matches, I mean, alone would be fantastic. But I feel like if you're already bringing in Punk, there's already talks of bringing in uh, Bray Wyatt. There's already talks of Daniel Bryan sign, Brian Danielson, excuse me. and what are you going to do with all these guys? Like eventually you're going to come to a point where there's not be anything for them to do. And it's going to be kind of the same thing that's happened in WWE. Um, but I think, I think personally, I think he, he will go to AEW just because he's, 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 he's five foot 10 and, and in the land of giants in WWE, he's, he's, he's going to get lost in the shuffle pretty quickly. Agreed. Um, but that was NXT Takeover 36. I think it's I think it's safe to say that was a much better and easier show to watch overall than SummerSlam the night before. Um, not like it's going to change anytime soon, but for 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 what it's worth, um, life was simpler when the brand split first started. Two and a half hour show, get in, get out. Um, <laughs> But guys, that is all for our show. We've run a little over, so so voice of God, Eric, we we definitely appreciate you as always. Um, Eddie, one last plug for Uncivil War. It's yours. Go ahead, guys. We're six days away. Eight huge matches. Eric fucking Bischoff 
the creator of the well, you can you can say he's the creator of the NWO. I mean, it's it, uh, he he made it he made it what it was. There's only been one man to really kick Vince McMahon's ass in wrestling, and it was Eric Bischoff. So you can see that guy, you know, firsthand get to talk to him, interact with him. Um, we've already sold almost 200 pre-sell tickets already. Um, like I said, we're right on pace with the party bowl and uh, check us out guys. Nextgentn.net slash tickets, get your tickets nextgentn.net on all social media platforms. There we go. Uh, guys, we definitely appreciate you watching. Check us out on Monday. I won't be here. Um, we'll have three fresh faces on the show as Matt, Jeff and I will be returning from Knoxville which means you can expect a prediction show and review show separate uh, for Uncivil War 6. Um, with that, um, I bid you adieu, goodbye and good night, bang, whatever Matt does. Um, and we'll see you on the other side, guys. Take care. Shout, out to, safe. shout out to buddies. Have a good one. Shout out to buddies. <laughs> Go get buddies.